You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. backed out. <laughs> My husband said, nope. Amen. So, not because I didn't want to, just things kind of piled up. <clears throat> but hallelujah. I'm going to believe that I heard from the Lord and we're going to hear from the Lord. Amen. Father, thank you tonight, Lord God, for every person that came out, Lord God, every person that You invited to your house tonight, Lord God, and they took you up on that invitation, Lord God. Thank you, God, that you're here with us, God, and thank you, Father God, that that your word is alive and it is true, God. It is a lamp and it is a light, God. Thank you, Father God, that it is still relevant on the earth today, Lord God, that, Lord, you are never changing, Lord God. Things all around may change, oh God, but you remain the same, God. You are steadfast. You are faithful, Lord God. And you are my truth, God. You are the rock on which I stand tonight, Lord God. And so, God, through you, God, I speak. I speak, God. Thank you, God, for giving me a voice to lift up before you tonight, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, here we go. Praise the Lord. You know what? It's been really good. You know, I I have caught all of them except, I think, Sister Miranda. Um, but I heard good stuff, amen, and, and, you know, everybody has spoken towards the banner, amen, what God has impressed on them through the banner, amen, and, and one thing I can say that everybody that I've heard come up to minister has been very transparent, and, and you know, coming up in the Lord, I, I, you need that, you need transparency, amen, have you ever felt like you're standing in the wrong line? And you're just kind of like, man, am I even in the right place? And, and, and you can feel like that in church, you know, like who relates to me? <laughs> and so when people are transparent, you connect because people are willing to open up their lives, open up their hearts, and, and speak from their places of hardship or uh, mess, amen? Sometimes, you know what, we have mess in our lives, and and God uses that, amen, because I can relate to mess more than I can to, um, you know, pretty things. And uh, I, I'm, I just connect to the harder things. I, I, I'm not the princess type. I'm, I'm more the, I love David and Goliath. I love the rough stuff like that, amen. And so when somebody's willing to share the dirt, amen, it's like, all right, I'm not the only dirty one, <laughs> amen. I'm able to connect like that. And um, so I'm, I'm not sharing my personal story, amen. I'm coming with the word. Praise the Lord. Um, not that I'm not transparent, but it's not what God wanted tonight, amen. Uh, the title of my message is The Voice of Collaboration. <clears throat> man, we have had uh, the voice of, um, I think yours was, 
the voices that spoke into your wilderness, I believe, along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you in the yellow shirt. <laughs> Amen. I know Sister Veronica ministered on, on a voice of victory and triumph. Amen. I don't know if you gave us a title. Amen. I just know that you really opened up your heart. You were very transparent. Amen. And, and people were drawn to that. And, and, and sometimes, you know what, when we lift our voices and we are able to share, we receive either deliverance or, or we just feel reaffirmed or we feel rid of that thing, amen. And, and so to come up here and to deliver the message for the Lord is, is really to begin with for us and, and to hear the Lord for ourselves, amen, and just share with you what we heard first. Amen. Well, church, we know, I've always told my kids, amen, that the Lord is always speaking. Do you believe that? The Lord is always speaking, not just here in church, but everywhere. Amen. And when he speaks, he prophesies to the future. Amen. Do you believe that we all prophesy? Amen. When we speak and we declare and we proclaim the promises of God, the truth of God, the word of God, amen, then we are speaking prophetically because we are speaking to the future. Because God is alive. The word of God is alive. And the word of God is truth, amen. And the word of God is still relevant. But it's only relevant when you and I speak it, when you and I declare it, amen. Then we set it into motion. Praise the Lord. The Lord has... And to this day, he is looking to collaborate with mankind. And when we read his word, we find that it has been an exhausting endeavor for God. Amen? You read throughout the pages of history where God has tried to collaborate, and God has collaborated with mankind. Amen? It has been exhausting. Is it? Don't you read uh, books in the Bible that you feel like, come on, people, just Yield. Come on, people. Just respond to God. Come on. Just get right. Amen. If I was God, I, I, that's why I'm not God. I think I would just smite them because, you know, God has been so long-suffering with mankind. Do you ever wonder, like, man, God, what is it about us that you still want to collaborate with us, that you still want to include us in your plans? You still want us to be oracles, amen, your mouthpiece on the earth, your hands, your feet, your extension. I think about that all the time. Like, we're not that big of a deal, really. But to God, we are. To God, we are. We read, and, and you know, I know if I have, you have, amen. You read and you think, hi, those Israelites, man, they were, come on. But we are just like them. Yet here we are on a Wednesday included in God's plans, and God is speaking. You came here to hear from God, right? I came here to hear, hear from God. Amen. Yes, the Lord is always speaking, but unfortunately, we are still not always listening. I looked up the word... Um, listen in the Hebrew, and it's Shema. And Shema means to listen and obey. 
So in the Hebrew, listen is not one word. It's two. There's a collaboration there. It's to listen and obey. Amen? I have a question for us, church. What makes a voice relevant? Is it when it's lifted up? Is it when it's heard? Or is it when we respond to it? What makes a voice relevant? Relevant means appropriate to the current time, period, or circumstances. So when is a voice relevant? When is it appropriate to the current time? When is it appropriate to the period of time or the circumstances in time? When it's lifted up, when it's heard, or when it's responded to? I believe it's a collaboration of all three. Men, the Word of God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Right? So you got to hear the Word. Because we live by faith. So you got to hear the word. Amen? And then it says, faith without works is dead. So you have to act on your faith. You have to activate that faith. Amen? Through works. The Bible also says, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. Pastor just talked about being doers. We hear Pastor say this all the time, and I don't know if you know what it means. He always says, let him who has an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Meaning to listen. Remember, Shema means to listen and obey. So it's uh, like faith with works. There's action, right? You, you respond, but you also Obey. You act on it. Amen. So we listen and we take God's word or his voice seriously. And we pursue to understand. Amen. We can come to church and we can hear. But that doesn't mean we're listening. Right? You hear me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're listening to me. You begin to listen when you take what is being said seriously. And when you take it seriously, then you begin to pursue it to understand it. Right? We have to understand. Your kids, our kids, when they're learning to read, a kid can read a book, but if they don't comprehend what they're reading, then they're not really reading a book. They're just going through the motions, amen? It's when they comprehend that they learn, that they understand what was upon those pages. And so it is with us in the house of God. We can come in here, but until we listen, until we purpose in our hearts to listen and take God's voice seriously, when do we take it seriously? When we start doing when we act on the word of God that we heard, when we activate that thing, that's when you and I begin to take the voice of God seriously. When we align our lives to pursue it, amen, to live out the word in our homes, to live out the word 
in our workplaces, to live out the word when we leave this place. This isn't where we serve God. This is not where we serve God. You can come in here and you can front. You can try to look spiritual, amen. You can talk Christianese, amen. And, and we all know how to do those things. You, you stick around long enough and you know how to do those things. But that is not where we serve God. It's in the everyday little things, church, in the mundane things, in the boring things, in the hard things, amen, in the routine of life, right? That is where we serve God. That is where we pursue what we hear here. We pursue it. We take it home and we apply it and we begin to serve God. Amen. There's a saying in life, and I know you've all heard it, don't waste your time talking to them. Because it goes in one ear and out the other. Amen? We've all heard that before. Oh, don't even waste your time. Les entra por una y les sale por la otra. Right? ¿Conocemos ese dicho? Church, we all have ears. I, I look at everybody in this room. Everybody seems to have ears. We all, we all don't have ears to hear. We all don't have ears to hear according to scripture. That's why we need an ear that hears the spirit because God is spirit. This is inspired by the spirit of God. The word of God is uh, the, the spirit of God breathed into the word, amen? And that's why it's alive, amen? But if you don't have an ear to hear the spirit, then you, we can tune out. Then we don't take it seriously. Then we don't take it home with us. We don't let it uh, be applied to our lives, to our circumstances. We must ask for this, amen. We must ask for a supernatural hearing, church, because we serve a new supernatural God, and God wants to do supernatural things through our lives, amen. When you are out there where you are serving God, you need to hear the voice of God. Right? There's people who, I don't know, was that God? Was that not God? Well, if you apply the word of God, if you take God's voice seriously, which is through his word, amen, and you pursue it, then you will know the voice of God. You will know. Your spirit will bear witness for you. Man, that's God. God is prompting me. God is waking me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. We don't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right? I don't, do, I don't do that. Not on my own. But you know when it's God. And God says, grab a pen because we're going to have a conversation. And I'm about to download into your spirit what I need to tell you and what I have to say. Amen? But you have to cultivate that thing. You have to ask the Lord, give me an ear to hear the spirit of God. When we're hearing with our own understanding, when we are just hearing and not listening, Amen, then we come to our own conclusions or we come into our own interpretation of things. To have attention or get attention, you must pay attention. Men, to have attention or get attention, you must pay attention. It costs something, right? Pay attention. It costs something. It costs focus. It costs, uh, you know, showing up. It costs 
you know, tuning things out, making time. It costs activating that thing in your life. Amen. Paying attention to what the Lord is saying. You know what, God, I'm going to spend time with you. I am going to invest myself towards your word. I'm going to invest myself in your kingdom. I'm going to invest myself in the house of the Lord. Amen. You start to, uh, God begins to have your attention. And he gets your attention because you're paying attention. Nobody in this room likes to be ignored, right? You like to be ignored? Yet we ignore God all the time. We ignore God all the time in one way or another. Amen? To listen is a skill. It takes real effort to listen. Church, to listen to respect. It's to respect, right? I have had people call me out on this very thing. You're listening to me, Sister Maria. I'm talking to you, and you're not even paying attention. I've been called out on it, and I'm working on it because it is a skill. It is a skill. Or sometimes we're listening to three conversations at one time. Amen, because we're nosy, right? I get the, you know, we're in that conversation and that conversation, and we're not really even in the one that's right in front of us. We're in everybody else's chisme. Amen? That's why it says, to listen is to respect. You know, when, when somebody is talking to you, they want you to connect. Like, you know what? Do I have your attention? Are you paying attention to me? Are you ignoring me? They feel disrespected. If I'm talking to you and you're on your phone, am I going to feel respected? you like, throw that phone out of your hand. Like, I'm talking to you, Right? And, and so it is with God, amen. He, he tries to get our attention. He tries to sit with us. He tries to speak into our lives. He tries to include us. He has plans for us. But how do we know what those plans are if we don't sit with him, if we don't talk with him, if we don't listen to him? If we're, oh, not now, God. I don't have time right now, God. I don't have time right now, God. He's trying to get our attention, church. So I feel the Lord can feel a little disrespected as well. Amen. We're here, but we're not here. Communication is when speaking and listening are in a collaborative process. They go together. When they are working together, you're speaking, I'm listening. You know what? We're collaborating. We're working out this thing together. We're communicating. We're making plans. We're sharing hearts. We're encouraging one another. Amen. If I'm not listening to you and you're trying to encourage me, then what, have, what has been accomplished? Nothing. We know when someone isn't listening. Don't we? I know wives do. I know every wife in here has said, okay, what did I just say? Right? Because you want to know, did they hear you, right? Okay, then what did I just say to you? Well, you said something about, <laughs> why do we check each other like that? Because we want to know that they hurt us. And they're going to, you know, either do what we've asked them to do or, you know, feedback. We want feedback. We want to know that they hurt us, so we check it. Amen? 
imagine God, man, God would never finish if you're like, did you hear what I said? Okay, what did I say? <laughs> He'd be there all the time with us. Well, God, I, I think you said something about, you know, he, he wants us to know his voice, church. He wants to collaborate with us still in 2018. Amen. He wants, this is a relationship. He talks, we listen. We talk, he listens. Right? When we want to pour out our heart, when we want God to hear where we're at, man, we want the ear of God. We want it. We want no interruptions. Oh, God, do you even know where I'm at? God, do you even know what I'm going through? God, are you listening? God, are you ignoring my prayers? God, where are you? Right? When we want to share our heart, oh, the ear of God needs to be there. But when God begins to speak to us, son, daughter, where are you? Amen. Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they had sinned, and they had disobeyed, and he was calling to them. Where are you? Where are you? He was calling to them. They were hiding. Amen. They knew they blew it. We can tune God out. We can hide from God. We can ignore the voice of God. That's not God. Right? We twist it. We hear the word, but we want to twist it to our convenience. We want to mold it to our lives. We want loopholes in the word of God. Amen. Well, did God really say that? Remember that conversation? Did God really say that? Amen. We start to ask ourselves that. Did God really say that? Did God really mean that in his word? Amen. We try to change the voice of God. But his sheep know his voice. And they don't follow that of another. Amen. But if you start acting like a goat, then you start to say, did God really say that? And we want to hear the gospel of convenience. Church. The voice of God is clear. The voice of God is authoritative. Amen. The voice of God is instructional. You read throughout the pages of history, amen, and God was always specific. I want you to do this. I want you to build it like this. I want you to gather this. I want you to kill everybody, amen. God didn't stutter, and God still doesn't stutter, church. The, the voice of God, he is not a stutterer. God is clear, amen. God is clear on what he means. He says what he means, and he means what he says, church. He doesn't soften it, amen. He doesn't downplay it for us, amen. He's not a soothsayer. He doesn't talk to us in what our itching ears want to hear, amen. He is truth, and he is relevant, amen. His word is still alive and powerful and able to deliver, amen, able to call out, amen, a able to make demons tremble. The voice of God is still all that, church. It has not changed, it has not changed. Maybe our hearing has. Maybe we don't hear so well anymore. Amen. But the voice of God is still saying the same thing. Church. Amen. When we express words and there's nothing put to them, then they become cheap. We're just talk. Right? Actions speak louder than words, church. When words are expressed, 
And if no action is put to them, they become sheep. You and I demean the word of God by not putting effort, action, or obedience to it. In other words, we lower its standards, we discredit its truth, and we cause severe loss in the dignity of and respect for it. In our lives, in our families, and in this world, church, when you are only a hearer and not a doer, we bring loss to the kingdom of God. Not only loss, but severe loss. Amen. Oh, that, that, you know, that, and then we start to hear the world, and you call yourself a Christian. Oh, they're hypocrites. Oh, all they want is your money, right? Because, you know, oh, wow, that guy, I didn't even know he was a believer. Amen, because we are not acting out the word of God. We are not carrying ourselves. We are not carrying ourselves through the word of God. We are not speaking like Christians. Amen, we are not acting like Christians. Amen, we are called to live this word out. We are called to obey the voice of God. We are called to submit ourselves to the Lord. God, I am yours today. It's Monday, I'm yours. It's Tuesday, I'm yours. It's Wednesday, it's still me, God. I'm still yours. Amen. But when you and I don't act on the word of God, when we don't obey the word of God, when we don't live out the word of God, then severe loss comes, erosion comes, amen, to the testimony of the church. Not just your own personal testimony. And let me tell you, church, when I got saved, I got a testimony. And you got one too. And I was always told that, man, that is one of the most valuable things that you have in your life is your testimony. You don't tarnish it. You don't step on it. You don't drag it in the mud. Amen. Because you are now called a daughter of God. You represent the kingdom of God. So you don't want to bring shame to the kingdom of God. You don't want to spit at your testimony. Amen. You want to uphold it. You want to uphold it. You want to guard it. Amen. You want it to keep its value because you cost God everything. You cost God everything. Amen. That testimony that your life holds, it's powerful. Why? Because it sets others free. But when you start living against that testimony, when you no longer say, you know what? God set me free. I was, man, we used to sing it on the corners. Once I was a pothead, but Jesus set me free. Amen. Once I was a drunkard, but Jesus set me. Simple songs. Amen. But that little song, let me tell you, people started to pay attention. Yes, friend, let me tell you what Jesus did for my life. Amen. I used to get high. I used to get wasted. Amen. But then I met a man, met a man unlike any other man. And he loved on me. And he set me free. And he broke the chains in my life. Amen. And I've never been the same. Amen. Come on. Do you remember those days? I know Brother Victor does. Amen. That old school Amen. Testimony on the corner. Amen. When you stood on top of trash cans, you didn't care. We weren't dignified. Amen. We had fallen in love. Amen. We had encountered truth. Amen. And God gave us a voice to lift up church. And now we don't want to say nothing. We don't want to testify. We don't want to tell it, church. The devil wants to muffle you. And cover your mouth, amen, and take it from you. Bite them. 
Get your hand off my mouth. I got something to say. You know what, God? I still value my testimony. I still am grateful for what you've done in my life and what you continue to do my, in my life. That's not all he did. Amen. Yeah, he set me free from that. But you know what? He gave me my daughter back. You know what? He put my marriage together. Amen. You know what? He's walking with me through this season of my life. Amen. You've got to lift your voice in every season, church. It's a collaboration. Amen. God says, do this. And I say, yes, Lord. What do you want to do, God? How do you want to do it, God? Where do you want me to show up, God? We collaborate in this thing. To collaborate means to work together to produce or create something. We serve a creative God. Right? He created the heavens and the earth. Amen. He created you. He created everything on the face of the earth. And God still wants to do creative things, church. God still wants to perform creative miracles. Amen. Are you in? Are you in? Can he use you? Can he include you? Can he say, hey, come, get out of your seat. See that sister over there? Go tell her this. Go tell her this. He'll pull on you. He wants to include us. God could do it, church, but he collaborates. He wants to work together, church, to produce and create something. If we were listening, if we were truly listening, amen, if we were truly taking God serious on his word, if we are doers of the word, then let me tell you, this place would be filled. We'd be radical, a little more radical, amen. But God calls on us and... Well, we give our reasons. And I'm not saying that they don't matter to God. I'm just saying, don't give him that every time. Don't give him excuses. Don't give him the rundown of why you can't. We all can. We all can. We can all do something. We all have something to say. We all have something to impart. We all have something to invest. Church, we're here to build the kingdom of God. Not Priest Chapel. This is not the kingdom. The kingdom is the kingdom. Amen? You and I are called to declare and demonstrate God's kingdom through our born-again experience, through word of mouth, through works of goodness, through loving one another, and through active obedience to the word of the Lord as he instructs our lives, church. I have another question for you. Are you cursing what God has called blessed? Amen. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 13. If you have your sword. Amen. Matthew 13 is the parable of the sower. <clears throat> Actually, back up, back up a little bit. Let's go to Matthew 11. Sorry about that. And I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 14. So you feed your spirit today, amen, if you haven't. After Jesus instructing his 12 disciples... He went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. 
When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent disciples to ask him, are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go John, you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear and the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. The disciples began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you and will prepare your way before you. Who will prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Church, you and I live in the wilderness, and God is still in need of messengers. We're not fancy. We're not educated, most of us. Amen. We don't belong in church. But this is not our home. We're passing through to prophesy. We are to proclaim and declare the word out there, but how? We have been born again, church. We, through our uh, the word of our mouth, amen. Matthew 13 now. I'm going to read a little bit more. Verses 1 through 16, it says, The same sat by the lake. The crowd gathered around him that he got into the boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, Amen the people to the crowd. Amen. This is the, the parable of the sower. Amen. A farmer went out to sow soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when it fell among thorns, when it fell times, what was who has ears, let him hear. Amen. God be who was listening from sinners. Right? And, and they began to take God or Jesus seriously. And they began to follow him. They began to take heed to what he was saying. This is now the parable. <laughs> he replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even that what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For the people's hearts, have, for the people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. See, church, part of the reason 
too that we don't hear is because the enemy disrupts. Amen? Because if we hear with the Spirit, amen, if we have an ear to hear the Spirit, then we get it, church. Then revelation comes. Then we begin to take God seriously. Then we begin to respond to the voice of God. The enemy doesn't want that. And the enemy wants to keep you deaf to God. Amen. From seeing his knowing. Amen. The static world church. In Matthew 13, 16, it declares because eyes that see and ear what we hear needs to be processed, church. It's wrong with the word. Amen. It needs to be translated. To the, when I raise our voice, we become translated of God's word to the world. Church, are you a voice to your wilderness? Are you speaking against sin by living right? Are you collaborating with the Holy Spirit or are things lost in translation? Where are we setting our mind to, church? Where is your... The Bible says that where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And where your heart is, is where you lift your voice. What we treasure here, what translated here, Amen. We're here with us. We process that. We translate. Amen. And then that becomes church. John the Baptist. Amen. He was the voice of a forerunner for the Christ. He did not position himself in any of He didn't out there. Amen. He positioned himself for the cause of the kingdom. He didn't care what people said about him. You know, he collaborated with Jesus since they were in the womb. John bore witness even then that he was the Messiah. Remember when Elizabeth and Mary met up and he jumped in her and he bore witness and the Spirit of the Lord touched him in the womb. Church, you and I are not here to position ourselves for ourselves. We are here to position ourselves for the cause of the kingdom. Remember when David stood before Goliath and he said, is there not a cause? Church, is there still a cause? Is there still kingdom cause in your heart and in your spirit? Do you still bear witness Amen. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Messiah. That Jesus is coming back. Amen. We can, we can be in this thing for a while. Amen. And you can begin to feel like, man, is Jesus coming back? They've been saying that for a long time. And you can start to not bear witness to that anymore. John says, I am the calling and the make straight of the We cannot make the way straight if we aren't straight. Remember for the Holy Spirit because he, prompt, he prompts us. He quickens us. He convicts us. Amen. He tutors us. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit, church, I doubt that you and I would even continue in this relationship. 
think of that. We know how to, we know how to eventually talk to the spirit that convicts us. <laughs> and he stays on us. Amen. But you can walk past that too. My husband did for 10 years. Eventually, he learned to tune that out. But as long as you and I continue to purpose and agree and communicate and collaborate with God and the Holy Spirit, God, not my will, but your will. God, talk to me. God, use me, right? Wasn't there a prayer request up here for God's will in Brother Fino's life? He's collaborating with God. I want to be used by God. I want to be an instrument. I want to be the pencil in your hand, God. Let's write history together, God. Continue to write out your will, God. Continue to express yourself, God, on the face of the earth through my life, God. I want to be the voice, amen, in the wilderness. Lastly, church, when Shema, which means listen and obey, the voice of God, When we listen and we obey, amen, then we become, we become the I am. Right? Our listening and our obedience make us the I am. We represent him, right? Isn't he the great I am? And he wants us to be the I am in this wilderness called life. We are here to make straight the way for the Lord. God is still looking for forerunners. God is still looking for trailblazers. Amen. God is still looking for men and women that have vision in their heart for the kingdom of God. God is still looking for men and women that can live out holy lives and say that the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. You and I can't say that if we are not aligned to the kingdom, if we're not living like kingdom kingdom people. Amen. We demean the word. We cheapen it. If we are not living in kingdom people, church. Lastly, in the book of Amos, it says, remember, how can two people walk together without is still looking for that kind of